Hello and welcome. I'm Chelsea, certified mermaid, diver, and science communicator. And I'm Blake, scuba dive master, freediving instructor, and also a science communicator. We've created the Save the Mermaids podcast to connect ocean lovers from across the seven seas who have a desire to protect our waters and learn to live in sync with nature. Save the mermaids, save the seas. Let's dive in. Okay, girl, so I have some super exciting happy ocean news of the week, but also I'm not going to lie. It's kind of depressing because I did think that this was already a thing and it's not so shocking. Oh, okay. I hate it already. (laughs) Okay. So shark fishing in Hawaii is banned beginning January 1st of 2022. What the fuck? (laughs) Why wasn't that? You're like, you're right. Why wasn't that a law? I just, I thought that I, I just thought, I thought that we don't do that anymore. I thought maybe Florida, cause it's like the wild west, maybe yeah. still do that, but Florida, Hawaii, it's like the sharks are on Makua out here, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. Nice. Yeah. So beginning January 1st, 2022, it will be illegal to knowingly capture, entangle, or kill any species of shark in state marine waters. Act 51, it's House Bill 533 passed in the legislative session. Well, good for Hawaii, I guess. I mean, that's obviously something that needs to happen. I'm just still kind of shocked that it wasn't already a thing. I've got some other things to tell you. Good and me. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Okay, so Brian Nielsen, he's the administrator of the DLNR Division of Aquatics Resources, also called DAR, said, we are well aware of how important sharks are to maintain healthy marine ecosystems. We also recognize their importance in Native Hawaiian cultural practices and beliefs. So for those of you listening who aren't uh, from Hawaii, that's the Amakua, essentially. Um, but however, this new law does not apply to a couple of people. So it doesn't apply to people with special activity permits issued by DLNR. So there's that. Um, shark fishing for public safety purposes as conduct- authorized and conducted by DLNR, which also Ugh. that's still a thing. I have a problem with that. <laughs> Just get out of the water. Yeah. Um, sharks taken outside of state marine waters with required documentation. So you could just go a mile offshore and do it if you want kind of like with the dolphins yeah, so when that, our dolphin protection happened that's the problem with a lot of the laws is that our juris our jurisdiction i have none the <laughs> government's jurisdiction only goes out so far yeah so if you the second you pass over that mile marker you can do whatever the hell you want yeah um and then it also doesn't count towards sharks captured entangled or killed for self-defense or the defense of another but also okay Anyways, keeping going. Sharks captured or killed according to permits issued by DLNR. Um, So Nielsen pointed out, while the shark fishing ban goes into effect New Year's Day, we still have work to do before it's fully implemented. According to the statute, DLNR may adopt administrative rules to implement the new law. Um, included but not limited to ensuring that the incidental capture and release of sharks while targeting other species is not a violation, um, preventing the one-ton waste of sharks, which... As I think about that, I'm wondering if maybe because people, if it was already like a bunch of sharks were already bought, they don't want that meat to go to waste. But I didn't, where is that happening? Who's eating shark in Hawaii? I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't either. And then it also is um, included, but not limited to limiting gear, such as gill nets in areas identified as shark nursery habitats. So that means that as of now, um, gill nets are still being used in shark nursery habitats i didn't even know that we still used gill nets in hawaii right like gill net to me like that's what they use on like alone like 
survival yeah. shows. Can you please share the website that you got that from? Because I feel like that was a lot of information. Yeah. And- so if people want to look this up, it's literally just dlnr.hawaii.gov. It's on their blog. So you can just type in shark fishing in Hawaii. Um, and that should get you there. It just says that it's banned beginning on on the first of the year. Okay. Well, that is good news. Yeah. Even though it's a surprise. It's, it's gonna so take, good. Right. It's going to take out a lot of the like recreational sports fishing. A lot of the like commercials shark fishing does happen further than it would do this. But again, it's better than nothing, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a start. Yep. Okay. So with all of that being said and talking about the amazing animals in our Hawaiian waters, we have returning guest, Annabelle. I love you. Hi. I love you too. <laughs> so Annabelle is here today. Uh, for those of you who might not have listened to her podcast, we do have her on one that's all about seashells that like broke our hearts, but we learned <laughs> so much. I'm sorry. And then, <laughs> you taught us also about coral, yeah? Yes. Okay, so and coral. So make sure that you guys go and check those out as well. But today, Annabelle is our research machine and she's teaching us all about the octopus found, found specifically in Hawaii. I am so freaking excited for this. So Annabelle, I feel like you've already changed my life. Oh, and honestly, the she- that seashell thing was just mind blowing. It was a lot. Um, but octopi, is that correct? Octopuses. Octopi. The majestic octopus are just one of those animals where it's like literally everything you learn about them makes them crazier. I agree. Yeah. So I'm so excited <laughs> for today. We didn't even plan any questions to ask you because we just want to know more. Things. So I want you to just spill things out of your face and teach us everything. I'll try only to spill knowledge and not my cooties because I am a little stuffy right now. So I apologize if I sniffle a little too much. Oh, you're good. Um, so I always love looking for octopus. But then I, you know, one thing I always want to tell people is um, just be careful, uh, just not to harass them because, you know, a lot of people always like, oh, they're changing colors. How cool. And their colors mean something. And I was, in my research, I actually said that the darker colors usually mean it's more of the, the aggressor. Um, that's more for the predator. So they come off a little bit more aggressive. So they the predators leave them alone. And the lighter colors are more of like, they're saying, okay, I'm good. I'm backing down. I'm going to retreat. And uh, the best way I can think about that is, you know, with like your animals, your dogs specifically when for like my pets, they push their ears back Uh to say, I'm folding, like Mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same concept. So I have noticed a lot of divers that like to kind of mess with them and they're like, oh no, it's fine. It's totally okay. And it's really not. And it's stressful for them. I, I'm uh, I've heard a lot of friends have told me like when they turn extremely white, like that pale white, they're like in complete utter distress. That is like the max of like, please leave me alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you're out there and you want to play with them, just think about that, you know, cause it's like some kind of random stranger shaking you and touching you coming into your house and poking at you what's up yeah and um the two that I found most about her there's a day and a night octopus um yeah I know right I thought they're they all look the same octopus of the night octopus of the night I'm already like what (laughs) so um the day octopus um from what a research I've shown and if I mess it up I'm so sorry are called he'e um, and then the night octopus, they said they call them he, he, e, ma, 
cocoa. Um, but the, the day octopus, they're small and brown and tan uh, modded octopus versus the night, which are rusty red with white spots. Now, I know I see a lot of the night ones during the day kind of probably moving to find a little hidey hole to kind of chill out for the day. And those are the ones that I see that get harassed the most. Oh. So I can't imagine how stressful it is for an octopus if he's just trying to like find a space for the evening, um, you know, to go hunt later. Yeah. Can I share a story? Yes. Okay. So even like the, you know, we're also like embedded in the scuba community yeah. and stuff here. And I have had people like, so the way that I would interact with an octopus, I remember one time I can never find them. First of all, it's very difficult for me to find yeah. octopus. Um, but I had a guy on the boat be like, I'm busy in Hawaii and I love my octopus teacher. Can we see an octopus? And oh. I was like, well, first of all, people hunt them here. So they hide, yeah. but I was like, let's just put out the octopus vibes and see what happens. And one day I was just swimming along at um, cell block C mm-hmm. <laughs> just went along over there, look over and I see an octopus and she sees me go straight into her hole and hides. And I'm like, okay, now what I've seen many dive instructors, like full on patty people do is stick their little poker stick in there, mm-hmm. jab it around and then grab its arm and pull it out. And I, that makes me ang- like yeah. anger. It gives me, it gives me rage <laughs> um, because it's unnecessary. It's just trying to get your own, like, you know what I mean? To have your Mm -hmm. own interaction. But what I did was I had a friend who told me, Hey, just give him a snack. And I'm like, okay, well let's swim around. I looked for a shell with like a little slug in it. So sorry, little shell with a slug in it. But so I picked it up and I put it in front of her home, like where she had all of her shells kind of scattered around Mm -hmm. because you'll usually find them with a semicircle, um, around their little hole. And so I sat it there and she like pokes one eyeball out and she looks at me kind of funny and then pokes her eyeball in. And then she reaches one tentacle and like touches it. And then with her siphon just <laughs> shoots water and it goes flying. Oh, and I'm uh, like, you know how in scuba it takes so long to move. Yes. So I like turn around really slowly, swim all the way back over to it, pick up the shell with the slug, swim all the way back to her hole. And then I set it down again. And then she like puts both eyes and is like, you're weird. <laughs> looks persistent at me, and then like touches it with two of her little tentacle tentacles and then she touches it and then she moves it you know how they like move it along mm-hmm. their arm down to their stomach she eats it and I see we see all this inside of her hole and the guy who like wanted to see a taco an octopus was legit just like crying oh, at this day. whole interaction but then she felt safe right and mm-hmm. so she actually came out of her hole and went and sat on top of our rock put her beautiful legs like it literally oh looks like gosh. a dress she's sitting on top of the rock and she just starts changing her colors from top to bottom so she was like reds and purples purples and all these like cool colors just going like vroom vroom they're so cool and so he got a ton of pictures of her and then she like two minutes later just went back into her hole so she's like here you go look at me in all of my glory so that's one way to do it without sticking a hole in and shoving them around but I heard my friend who told me who does poking said that they're an invasive species so so um from my research and I went onto the DLNR website as well they are not invasive um out of the fish that I did find, it was the peacock. Oh my goodness. Yes. The peacock grouper Mm -hmm. is invasive. Um, but nothing about octopus. A matter of fact, there's an article that came out in October. It says Hawaii loves to eat octopus, but maintaining octopus populations may be a challenge. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the opposite. Um, so So they're harassing them is 
worse than it like yeah they're not he was like oh I don't feel that bad because they're invasive they're not and, and so they actually say the day octopus mm-hmm. that's the one that they, they hunt to eat mm-hmm. um the night octopus they say it's a little too bitter but they actually still can use them for medicinal purposes so they both oh. have kind of their okay. their uses you know yeah. I know people do eat them and it's a very uh common here for them to get uh eaten but everything that I found is actually quite the opposite um as far as them being invasive. I actually heard recently that Big Island's got an octopus like farm, like they a baby do. nursery. Oh, do you want to tell us about so, that? Just that baby there's nursery. A, it's called Kanaloa Octopus. Um, and it's a, it's a farm. They're one of a one of a kind cellophod aquaculture research facility located in sunny Kailua, Kona, Hawaii. Um, and through research and propagation, they can they are committed to developing green biotechnologies that increase ornamental and aquatic food production while decreasing our demand for ocean resources. So that's like their statement and what they do there. So it's like essentially like how we farm tilapia mm-hmm. rather than eating wild tilapia. Yeah. yeah. And you can oh, actually book a tour. hard to do though, because then you yeah. like fall in love with them and then you eat them. So right. you have to be a little bit like detached. I couldn't Ugh. do it. I couldn't work I there. But apparently I think you can go there and like yeah, interact. You, you can, yeah. you can book a tour on Fair Harbor. Literally they do like a farm tour, private tour um, and go check it out for like an hour. All ages welcome and you get to learn huh. and kind of interact with them so as well. So do they have laws because they're so smart that i'm sure you like i don't know killing them there it still it no bothers laws. me like being in a farm yeah. yeah but i'm sure that if it's like science-based that they probably have like the practices mm. put in place with like bison farms and things like that of probably. how to kill them the most humanely yeah. yeah and i think too it sounds like their mission statement as well as kind of just the clout behind them all they have a good idea of how to do it responsibly and keep them happy yeah. it also says a lot that they let people come in yeah mm-hmm. you know you can see it's exactly really what's going on there yeah and so the article here and it talks about um that is so there are no laws for octopus as far as fishing regulations go so you can just grab what you want right it's you know grab and go there's nothing that stops you from grab doing so go tacos oh, oh in yeah. hawaii we need to taco bar that. oh yeah <laughs> So in Hawaii, taco, T-A-K-O, is like the slang for octopus. Yeah. Yes. So that's what the, not the other kind of tacos. Tacos. Yeah. And so they're saying an alternative to wild-caught seafood is to farm them through aquaculture. So according to the... uh, if the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, half of the world's fish stocks are farm raised, um, which is a pretty good amount. Yeah. So this just kind of helps because we do have an, a pretty good amount of just overfishing period and bycatch. Mm-hmm. And that includes octopus. Everything, you, you know how, unfortunately, we got bycatch, you're getting it all. Um, so I think this farm is kind of helpful, especially because taco here is just a delicacy and something mm-hmm. that they'd love to eat right so, so at least if you're buying it from like Safeway you know that it wasn't ripped out of an ocean hole and you uh, know I'm sure that they're paying attention especially like because it seems like they're so yeah. scientific they're probably paying attention to making sure that like the females all lay eggs at least once and like that there's reproduction happening as well because the dudes they go off and die pretty much right after they <laughs> Yes. have their have their six time well and the yeah. girls die like right after birth yeah so yeah. four to six weeks so what happens is um so yeah unfortunately procreation for octopus is just pretty much a death sentence no they <laughs> do it does they do have a pretty short lifespan they say it's like about 18 months anyway um oh my gosh that's not long no it's not and so the one time they do have sexy time is 
it's that's death. <laughs> it's, I hope it's real good. I, <laughs> this should be our Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. That's kind of, well, you know, cause they do say that because at the Valentine's day, it was like really more of a massacre. So I mean, yeah. it kind of ties together because yeah. it is a massacre. Oh. Yeah. Bummer. <laughs> I know. Right. So yeah, he, 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 they procreate and so the females they laid their thousands of eggs in their den and they starve to death the entire time taking care of their their eggs and about four to six weeks it just really depends for most of it is four to six weeks shortly after she dies um once the eggs start to hatch but then she basically becomes food for them and so they're the product wait so they eat her yeah they're food Mm -hmm holy shit this is octopus are brutal wow um i have a question yeah why does she stop eating honestly i'm not quite sure maybe it's but i think it's just the circle of life mm-hmm. i think it's part of it um i think it's just protection protection it could be like especially because they just stay there and protect them and they don't go anywhere um it's kind of hard to go find and look elsewhere for food but that's something i would probably going to do some more research on um but yeah it's really sad and then the males die pretty much right afterwards so he <laughs> leaves their jollies and yeah die. and then leaves her to take care of all them babies oh um, <laughs> can you read the note when i was doing a little bit of research about their sexy time do you remember that oh yeah oh it's super it's, gross it's, it's funny <laughs> you might are you gonna talk at all about this no you time? can go ahead okay. i don't want to steal it's your pretty, it's Ugh. pretty great we i like, love it <clears throat> and i quote <laughs> Multiple males will insert their sperm spermidophore, mm-hmm. which I think we can all figure out what that is, right? Directly into a tube funnel that she uses to breathe. It's her siphon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like shove it in her mouth. Up in her mouth, multiple. <laughs> it's the only time swallowing actually makes babies, right? <laughs> oh, but the alternative to that, ugh. <laughs> is literally he'll just hand her his sperm and go wandering away literally (laughs) he because they hold it right it's not like yeah it's a sperm package yeah yeah it's a present for you i'll never see it (laughs) here's my gift i thought it was super interesting and cute though because they said that the females will only accept it uh with their right arms Mm -hmm. like with their right legs so something about their right hand is like oh thank you sir for your sperm thanks for not you know coming in my <laughs> you and your friends in my mouth <laughs> all the multiple yeah. men anyways <laughs> he wanders off to die after that too, yeah so. he's like here Either you way. go uh remember me <laughs> remember me <laughs> uh, anyways oh speaking of uh their arms so they do have arms and not tentacles because a lot of people think octopus oh. have te- tentacles and they don't so um <laughs> Tentacles have suckers and only at the tip of its uh, appendage versus arms have suckers along the entire arm. Uh, So that's how we know the difference. And does that transfer to the biology of a sea star? Because we're saying tentacles? Well, because the tubes go all the way up their arms. So they're arms. So that's their starfish arms. 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 (laughs) No more you know. Yeah, so, um, and it's pretty cool though, because there's like 500 million neurons with like 60% of those concentrated with its eight arms. That's crazy. I know when we were researching it, it literally means that they have more neurons in their arms than in their brain. Yes, which is crazy. 
Yeah. And a lot of it's in their, yeah, their arms, 60%. So all of their smarts are in their arms. Yeah. And they work independently, their arms. They, like one can be like building a little hidey hole. The other one's cracking like a little shell to go eat it. So, so the arms brain do, is working yeah. to be like, let me open this. And then the other one's like, let me build this. Yeah, home. it's really neat. All in so the same so cool. Really are smarter than people. Because wow. I got to tell you how many things I can do with my hands. And it's <laughs> one. Well, first of all, you only have two. So bummer. You know, but like right? if I'm, I'm typing over here with this hand, this hand's either freaked out and just frozen. <laughs> or helping it's not up doing its own thing it's frozen yeah no oh my god i'm scared <laughs> um and then commonly they all they pretty much feed the same um they eat uh crustaceans so shrimp lobsters and crabs and then mollusks um primary cowries cowrie cowrie geez cowrie snails what yes huh, huh. right huh. i know it's pretty cool Octopus. Octopus. Oh God, they're so cool. I, how do you suck one out of a cowrie shell? You know. You know yeah, because they have like little beak. Yeah. Yeah. So like, they're little beak, I guess. Yeah. They, 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 their beak is pretty strong. Um, yeah. And you could always, like you were talking about earlier, you can find their little dens usually because they have like a pile of broken crab and snail shells. And they also use it to like pile in and protect themselves. So they yeah. like have a semicircle. It's I always so think of it cool. as like the octopus yard. And then if you need to raise your fence higher, they can do it. Like they have like an extra yeah. protection. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's all like carcasses though, is just so creepy. Like, welcome to my house. Cross this yard of death. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like, hey, remember those snails you tried to take? Those shells? That This is where they're at. Why I need yeah. them. <laughs> this is why I need them. <laughs> do you, can you tell us more about their ink? So their ink is like the best way that I found it is like uh, a ninja and it's their little smoke, their ninja smoke so that they can disappear. It's almost like a distraction mechanism. So they ink and can get away from a predator. Okay. That's like them telling you to leave me alone. This is me trying to get away. Like poof, magic. Yeah. (laughs) I did hear, um, I know that in our research, can you pull up uh, Chelsea? the science of like what's in it because I thought that was really interesting yeah so their ink actually has something called tyrosinase and it's a chemical causing blindness irritation Mm. not like straight up blindness but it does irritate your eyes enough um to for the octopus to effectively effectively get away and if he takes too long to get away he'll blind himself too oh no (laughs) speaking of did you know that all octopus are deaf what yeah but they have keen eyesight but they're colorblind, so they can only see in black and white. Cute. It's super interesting. So they can't hear anything. I, I guess that isn't that important. I wonder, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if they're like more sensitive to feeling. Yeah, something. especially with all those neurons. Yeah, yeah. in their arms. They're yeah. colorblind. Yeah. Oh, my husband's colorblind. <gasps> they can't see anything. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh my god, no, it's yes. so cute. <laughs> Okay. So I wonder, I mean, octopus are super, obviously super smart. They were added to the UK proposal for sentient beings. Yes. I wonder then if maybe this is crazy, but we taught, um, gorillas sign language. I wonder if (gasps) octopus could somehow someday communicate like that. I mean, they kind why of, not? I, I, seriously, because I mean, there's, um, I have a friend, oh, um, Hillary, waterlogged 1313. Yeah. She was sharing some pufferfish girl. Yeah. Pufferfish girl. She was so sharing good. some things about, it's so good. Right? Yeah. I know. I learned so much. Um, but she was sharing about, there's a couple of aquariums that have the Pacific octopus, 
Um, and she told me to read, there was a book, I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, uh, they're really amazing at problem solving. So they're that makes like, sense. yeah, to keep them busy because they'll escape a tank all the time because yeah. they're so smart. So instead um, they do what's called enrichment. So they'll like put in a couple of new toys and like things to figure out every single day so that instead of like hunting, they still have to figure out how to get their food out of this like super intense box. And she said that like, once they figured out, you like can't use that same toy again because it'll happen <sighs> in four seconds. And then if they're, if they like, don't like somebody, <laughs> if they don't like somebody, you know, that siphon we were talking about, mm-hmm. um, that's like essentially they're what they breathe through. Yeah. <laughs> They'll literally shoot water through the top of the tank at people that's who so they don't funny. like and just spray them. That's pretty great. Yeah. I don't think we should be keeping them in captivity. Like I know. they're way too smart for that. But also they might like it. If you think about the personality of an octopus. Yeah. And in my octopus teacher, small, they had place. That a is really a good, good bond. So you yeah. don't know. Like I yeah. think just because they can't tell us, we don't know. Because mm. they're super smart and they do escape all the time. Like yeah. Hank. They do. Finding, yes. Finding Dory. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> but also they might love it because there's no predators and they're solitary beings, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's yeah. true they might enjoy it maybe tell um us. yeah great oh well well i'm pretty sure it's a common fact that everybody knows this um that they have blue blood which i always think is really cool and they have three hearts why do they have what's the point oh my god i had it somewhere i think it's one is for the brain the other two are so for the arms oh, oh okay wow. i'm not mistaken yeah i know and I why like, is their blood blue blood because it's not red <laughs> <laughs> You can go ahead and tell us. Okay. Yeah. Um, I actually know that the co- the blue blood is because it's copper based and not iron based like oh, ours. Smart. That makes sense. So if I just like eat a lot of pennies, will my blood go? Blue? Yeah, you'll die first. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Please don't eat pennies. Uh, <laughs> PSA, everybody, don't don't, do that. don't try to be it an was a joke, Just so you know. So good. <laughs> So it's the internet you gotta be careful someone <laughs> might call you a concern in a way right and now. believe it octopus they're so fun i'm i mean i see them all the time i've learned to kind of find them but i find if you just sit there and especially if you're scuba diving because it's uh i think it's a lot of it to do is with the bubbles it's mm. more comes off more almost aggressive um, I just sit there and I slowly breathe and I just stare at them and I use my hands like, uh, like I try to pretend like my little fingers are little arms too. Aww. And they'll just sit there and stare and they'll actually start to come back up from their hidey hole. Aww. But then my divers get really excited and then they're like zooming and they're like, nope, and then go back in. Aww. So for sure, if you do want to see them and play with them, just don't make sudden movements yeah. literally just stay calm and, and they will they'll come back out I could literally just hang out there for five ten minutes and I slowly just hang out and do their little light show and it's just I don't know it's almost like entrancing um and there's this quote that I found um someone had said that Jack Gusteau I mean come on it's Jack Gusteau um said he said in the water the octopus looked like a silken scarf floating swirling and settling gently as a leaf on a rock the color of which it immediately assumes. The whole process is reminiscent of a ballet, somehow ethereal and at the same time elaborate, elegant and slightly mischievous. 
and it's so true they it's are. just like watching a little ballet yeah that's perfect. i know can i tell you a really funny fact yes um so aristotle thought that octopuses were dumb oh my god <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> i looked at we were looking up like just funny random octopus facts just because they're such weird animals that we really still don't know that much about mm-hmm. um but he wrote a book called the history of animals in 350 bc mm-hmm. he wrote that <laughs> the octopus is a stupid creature for it will approach a man's hand if it be lowered into the water but it is neat and thrifty in its habits that is, it lays up stores in its nest, and after eating up all that is eatable, it ejects the shells and sheaths of crabs and shellfish from the skeleton of little fishes. Um, so after describing a few more quirks of octopus life history, it ejects ink for self-defense, it's slimy, it crawls, it can crawl on land. He flippantly signs off so much for the mollusca. <laughs> so much drama. Can we talk about that? This was written in 350 bc about octopus like <laughs> let's talk about how old these creatures are yeah totally they're super old that's right? crazy yeah. yeah i actually I'm have just insane yeah another fact too like um the oldest fossil of an octopus who haven't evolved much at all because no. clearly they don't need to Mm-mm. is actually at the field museum in chicago it's 296 million Jeez. years old wow <laughs> And then Aristotle wrote about them. Wait, every yeah. <laughs> That's just insane. Oh, also the plural of octopus is octopuses. Octopuses. I like octopi better, but yeah. I mean, fine. <laughs> it was dirty saying octopus. <laughs> I just, yeah. I think it was so interesting too, like from what Aristotle wrote about them in the history of animals, because they're still doing the same things. Like he found it like, oh, they're smart because they leave all the shells outside of their home. Mm-hmm. But the thing that he thought was dumb, we actually now know is intelligent because yeah. he's like why yeah. would it grab a human's hand exactly when in reality it's trying to figure you out yeah yeah and it makes sense because his arms got all those receptors right and they're strong yes. right they are strong they're little thieves <laughs> <laughs> they are i've had a flashlight and i'm trying to see in their hidey hole and like he they like grab everything i'm like <laughs> like sir <laughs> Me. <laughs> that's mine that's he's like it's mine now it's a present for you to come see me no. yeah that's so They're, they are strong though I actually had oh my god oh I've never been so nervous so we took out our, my friend um she was uh never done diving so they did the discover scuba dive which if anybody out there doesn't know what that is that's just basically you not certified you get to go out with an instructor and try scuba diving out And so it was, we went out and we did like a little private charter. So she felt more comfortable. And we had our friends who we trusted as instructors. And one of our other friends found an octopus and he brought it and kind of just was playing with it and then let it go. And it was swimming. And I was like, oh, this is going to go bad. I knew it was going to go bad because I feel like the octopus was not happy. And so I was, I was next to her and she had sat up to look at the octopus and I just see this thing coming towards her. And I was like, "Uh Oh, so like, I immediately had put my hand in front of her. Cause the one thing I didn't want it to grab was her regulator. Cause you know, that's you what she breathed out. and I didn't want her to freak out. Mm-hmm. And so I put my hand in front of her face to grab it and kind of move him away. And he like clung to my hand. He would not let go. But then because his arms are so long, grabbed her face and her oh, mask. Yeah. And I'm trying to get him off and he ripped her mask off. And I was just like, she's never diving again. She's never diving again. Well, 
funny enough, she actually stayed so calm. She's actually Good. a dive master now, which is great. Wow. But yeah, they're strong. He would not let go. I'm like, listen, sir, <laughs> I need the mask back. You can let go. You can let go. Oh that just God. shows why you need to like, like you were saying, responsibly yeah. like don't pull them out of their holes because he was clearly freaked out and angry and they're smart like um I know that there were stories in that book that we read the island of the sea women of them like getting stuck to people's face and it'll kill them yeah yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. like they're smart you just just be aware that yeah. this animal can kill you yeah, yeah. and they're not big here the ones here that we see aren't big um from what I found they said the maximum is like 10 pounds and two to three feet oh. max like that's it compared to the giant octopus of the Pacific Northwest, which can reach up to 90 pounds. No. <laughs> I can't, I can't even with that. Yeah. yeah. Even the two pounder, like we're out of our element anyway. And they're just down there. They can really fuck you up. Right. Yeah. But some little random facts, there's over 300 species of octopus, which is insane <gasps> to think about. Wow. Yeah. And then they said the largest species is the largest, um, giant pacific octopus 400 pounds and 25 uh feet long that's like what yeah the <laughs> smallest on the other hand it's a, a wolfy octopus yes and it's less than an inch long and it's found <gasps> in the western pacific ocean no yes i know super <laughs> tiny and then the most venomous octopus is the australian blue ring mm. and its ability it's got the ability to kill humans it's up there with um equi- the venom the venom equivalent to a puffer fish Oh, wow. yeah like oh look at the look at it <gasps> he's so little. so little i told i typed in wolfie octopus and the first thing that popped up was for sale so i don't know Uh-oh. if you can have a pet <gasps> wolfie octopus I but guess. look at that eyeball oh my god he really is adorable look at those little arms oh, yeah arms I have know. you guys <gasps> look at the baby have you guys seen the Dumbo octopus. Yes. yes. So oh cute. my gosh. And he's found in really deep water, right? Yeah, I think it was. I They're thought that they adorable. found him by yeah, so it was by accident, I think. Um it's a genus of pelagic umbrella octopuses. The name is Dumbo, originates from the mm-hmm. movie. Um, but there's 15 species of these little baby Dumbo octopus, and they're found like thousands and thousands of feet deep like they usually find them by the little vents Ugh, at the ocean floor like in the trenches that's so that's awesome crazy. yeah i love octopus um and on my research to figure out if they were invasive or not and like i said i found it on the D- dlnr marine invasive species website um there's this uh website that they also actually led me to which was really cool because it's not just about octopus but it was still really neat um it's called eyes of the reef hawaii um it has a little training on it and you can go and it's got online training program and it's free. So it doesn't cost anything, but it teaches you and it's got, let's see, eight modules and it talks about types of corals, coral bleaching, uh, marine diseases, crown of thorns, sea star blooms, which crown of thorns, if anybody knows, are awful. We have a we, sea star episode coming up. Oh with my those. gosh. It'll be done right before this Yes. <laughs> so good. Um, it's yeah, it talks about invasive algae and marine species, identifying coral health conditions and um, how to submit a report because you can do like little reports. Um, what was this website? Again? It's called Eyes of, Ho- of the Reef Hawaii. Perfect. Yeah. I'm going to um, tag. Um, I'll put that in the show notes for anybody. Yes, who wants to do it. it's really neat. And it's got like a video and it's got a little quiz. So it just whatever you've learned. Um, so you can just learn a little bit more about the ecosystem, especially if you're here and anywhere in Hawaii, which you know, a lot of the corals even 
are just endemic to here with a fish so many so it's really just neat to be able to kind of just get more education on that portion of it um so yeah I just wanted to throw that little knowledge nugget out there she's the original knowledge nugget (laughs) um so for those of us who are in the water what can we do as conscious divers to be friendly towards octopus um like action steps action steps for sure don't rush them when you see them out and about because sometimes you'll see them moving around and most people just you want to book it um and they're faster than you i promise (laughs) i've tried to swim with them i've tried to swim with them and it's like no uh most fish are though (laughs) they're faster than us but just give them their space um i have found that if you just sit there and like i said slow movements just kind of hang I mean, scuba diving, you're supposed to be going nice, slow and steady anyways, and give them their space. They will come out. And if they start flashing is what they say, like those colors, especially like once they're white at that point, I would just venture to say to leave them alone. Um, It's just like anybody else that's like in a stressful panic mode. You're not going to want to like be up in their face. Right. And it's the same with them. And if they try to hide, and shove all of their little shells in there. It's probably not to dig like it out. Pokey, yeah. Don't have a poker stick. Yeah. Poker don't sticks. poke at them. <laughs> yeah. You know, like if, like I said, I like to wiggle my fingers and, and see if they want to, they get curious. Yeah. And if not, I just don't force it. You just let mm-hmm. them choose if they yeah. want to come to you. Because we don't want to harass them. You know, they obviously are not invasive not and they are sentient beings right i know it's proposed but uh, from everything we've seen they are smart creatures they feel and a lot of them you know i i think like any other most fish like they have their little spots Mm -hmm. and so it's like that's their home you're coming in and intruding on it'd be like us sitting and watching tv in this like giant stick just shoves in breaks all our windows and starts turning around and you grab push your yeah. hand up and then you're stuck to the stuck to the stick yeah exactly what it is. right yeah. and they don't dislike humans we were actually scuba diving at navy tug uh-huh. and you know it's just a shipwreck and there's really nothing outside of that nick my other half he was oh, so jealous he was out scuba diving and they were out a little bit outside of the wreck because there's this like um, anchor you can go to and they were coming back and he's like yeah I had an octopus just come and swim and attach itself to my leg and I was like why are you so lucky <laughs> I love that yeah and he's like he thinks what happened is there's probably a bigger predator outside mm-hmm. and it had no cover so yeah. it found the closest a thing big, and he's like man. give me your thigh <laughs> and he did which I thought was really neat yeah. so like honestly a lot of the times they just they don't you know, find us, I don't think like, oh, super threatening to the point where they want to stay away, but it's how the approach kind of comes in that they'll really set the tone for if they're going to come and hang out with you or not. Because you see a lot of these like girls on Instagram, like this Instagram models with like an octopus on their belly Mm -hmm. and then one on their foot or their hip or whatever, like these sexy octopus poses. But usually their dive buddy has gone down, shoved a hole in there or just shoved their hand in and squeezed it and really stressed it out and popped it up there. So don't think that these things that you see on Instagram are making you a water person or that it's good for the environment. Instead, Mm -hmm. just wait. And honestly, and having an experience like that is so much more powerful 
to just like wait and ask the universe for an octopus that needs your help. I remember I had a friend who was um, diving in a little shallow area and a little, little octopus, like the size of his hand was stuck in a barrel. He just kept getting barreled and barreled and it swam right over to him and grabbed his arm and just sat there like catching its breath, like, oh my God. <laughs> so wait for your moment, like speak it into being and ask the universe for that type of interaction rather than ones that's forced because nobody likes a forced date, you know? Yeah. And we've talked about that a few times with a lot of other creatures too. And just the ocean in general, like if you are good to it, it's going to be good Mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. And those stories that you told, that's exactly what it is. If you wait and you offer it a gift, like the little, the little shell, or, you know, you're going to get something back. So just being patient and respectful is a huge overlying theme with everything yeah then maybe you'll be like nick and have a octopus cling to your thigh yeah <laughs> right i was like lucky you're like lucky. one day i don't go that way right <laughs> but i'm glad you helped it not get eaten by a shark right <laughs> so that's a good news thing right mm-hmm. but yeah no they're so fun i love them i think that they're super misunderstood still and um people just see them as calamari yeah <laughs> um which hey you know i get it fish is food um to some and, and i'm not knocking it it's just that if if it's not if that's not your intention you're not out there to hunt it or eat it you know leave it alone yeah you know because it's just nothing's worse than just harassing this poor creature and just like to the point where it's just like Stress. overstressed out like Burns that it's stress oh, you know and they're very solitary animals so mm-hmm. they don't really like yeah <laughs> yeah, you don't like going to parties you don't want to go right? to like, yeah. just leave I don't have on. a very long life anyways right. <laughs> let me be for my 18 months <sighs> Annabelle do you want to drop some more of your um where can we social find handles you? oh yeah so I predominantly hang out on Instagram where I post my photos because I that's what I do on my off time when I'm not diving um, um she does the hell out of it. oh you guys are <laughs> awesome good you're yes. so sweet it's what I, I love to find the beauty in the ocean and show it to those that don't really want to be in it but also the beauty in in men and women um and being able to take photos of them and show them what you know everybody else tends to see because of course we're like our own worst critics mm-hmm. so that's what I do but um my handle is um underscore mermaid period wannabe underscore um, because that's all I want to be is a mermaid, <laughs> <laughs> but you are, I know, right. Pretty much. But yeah. I, I, uh, it's, it's, it's what I do. You know, I love the water. I don't know why the little mermaid ever wanted to give her fins up. I'm so still stuck mom. on that. I love, <laughs> I love I that you were like, yeah, when I'm not diving, I'm taking photos, which uh, just so you guys know, she's literally scuba diving now. She takes these photos. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this true. is like the only time I've ever seen you dry. <laughs> that is a good point. I'm literally always diving. And that's why I, you know it's fun to me like I'm just like my own little world down there it's like therapy you know ocean therapy is the best so Mm -hmm. if you uh are ever interested like we literally have free diving and a mermaid and we have scuba diving we've got like all of it here you yeah. know yeah. your listeners need to reach out and be like hey take me on the water and show right. us on the job. take us on adventure <laughs> we know the cool places and uh, I'm pretty sure pretty soon we're all going to be able to talk to fish so yeah We'll let you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Putting it out there into the universe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Annabelle, 
thank you so much for joining us oh, today and teaching you. us about these cute little animals. Um, I'm sure that we'll have you back on again because you're definitely, I think we've already had three. Yes, it's number three. <laughs> and you have blown our minds oh, every, every yeah. single time. Well, I love you girls. So I love coming back. So I thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> Yay. Thanks so much for diving in with us today. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Mermaids Podcast. Visit our website at www.mermaidconservation.com for all the podcast merch and our eco-friendly favorites. And don't forget to join our Facebook community, Save the Mermaids Podcast Community. This is where we will post our monthly meetups, share our favorite underwater adventures, and connect with like-minded ocean lovers all over the world. Until next time, mermaids!